The Chicago Bears aren't going to draft any of the quarterbacks down here at the Senior Bowl. But how these quarterbacks perform in Mobile and how they're performing so far will have an impact on the Chicago Bears draft when it comes to teams' potential interest in trading up to that number nine overall pick for a quarterback and also how much teams like this quarterback class will affect how much they might give up or be willing to give up for Justin Fields. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on all of your favorite uh, social media channels, including the Locked On Bears YouTube channel, where you can keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. On the show today, we look at the impact of the quarterbacks at the Senior Bowl, not specifically on whether or not the Bears are going to draft those guys because close to zero, if not totally a 0% chance of that happening. But the Bears intimately paying attention to and involved in the broader quarterback market, whether that includes potentially trading Justin Fields or teams wanting to trade up for a quarterback and that ninth overall pick being a potential spot there and how the other quarterbacks perform will determine how much teams might want to get up to get one of those quarterbacks to make sure they get those guys versus maybe feeling like, eh, we don't need one of these guys. And if they don't feel like they need one of those guys, do they instead need Justin Fields? Like there's, it's all sort of interconnected here with the bears quarterback situation, even when it's guys, the bears aren't actually going to draft themselves. So down here in mobile, Right, the big name quarterbacks are really the, there's the two, well, three big names, I guess. Right, Michael Penix from Washington, Bo Nix from Oregon, and then the Tulane quarterback Pratt, whose first name actually always escapes me here. Michael Pratt from Tulane. Those are kind of the big three. Then you've got you know Sam Hartman from where did he end up finishing his career? Notre Dame. He was at Wake Forest before that, and then you've got Spencer Rattler from South Carolina, who was at Oklahoma before that. Joe Milton from Tennessee, who was a few places before that. I can't think of the top of the head. And then there's a South, a South Alabama kid here, right? It's a good quarterback crop for the Senior Bowl, and there's some names there that the Bears aren't going to take number one overall. You know, Bo Nix or Michael Penix or whoever is not going to jump up to number one, but there's at least, you know, maybe two, maybe three potential first-round quarterbacks in that crop, depending on how the draft process goes for them. Obviously, their tape is going to be the biggest part of this, and what they do at the Senior Bowl isn't going to completely make or break where these guys get drafted. But it does have an impact here, and when guys perform really well at the Senior Bowl, it makes people go back and look at their tape and say, okay, what? why do they look better there than I thought they were on tape? Maybe I need to change my evaluation. Or if they look worse than you thought they did at the Senior Bowl, then you got to look back and say, okay, why did they look worse here than I thought they did on tape? And so far through two practices this week, and I don't imagine the third practice is going to be drastically different at this point. Michael Penix of Washington has been the big winner among the quarterbacks. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time here, like breaking down the quarterbacks. Cause again, these aren't guys, the bears are going to draft, but it's guys that 
other quarterback needy teams may consider drafting, and then the Bears need to make their plans based on what quarterbacks other teams are going to go after. But Michael Penix from Washington, clearly I think has been the winner among the quarterbacks this week, working with the national team roster. That's the team where the Bears tight ends coach is coaching the O-line. And the, actually, the Bears quarterbacks coach, the new quarterbacks coach, Kerry Joseph, is coaching quarterbacks on the other team, but he's not coaching Penix, Bo Nix, or Sam Hartman. He's coaching all the other quarterbacks. But Penix has looked the part, has looked most like, you know, the smooth passing NFL quarterback. At the same time, Penix is a guy that the perception around here is that he's going to go later than people think he will, he, that he's not, that, that the tape isn't quite top 10 quarterback tape. But boy, you know, in pads at practice, he throws the prettiest ball and sure looks sharp. And maybe if he combines that with an impressive combine, he can really build his way back up towards the top of the first round. And then if teams really fall in love with Michael Penix, all of a sudden, maybe the ninth overall pick becomes a potential spot for him, where if I'm a team picking outside of the top 10 in this draft, and I need to get back up there to get a potential quarterback, you know, you look at the draft order, Thanks to our friends at like tankathon.com and others. You know, you've got certainly the Vikings at 11, the Broncos at 12, the Raiders at 13, maybe the Saints at 14 to draft a quarterback, maybe even the Seahawks at 16. And you've got the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. I think they're at 19 or 20 in that process. Like a bunch of teams that could want to move up for a quarterback that probably don't have the ammo to move up into the top three for one of the top three quarterbacks. If Penix can keep playing well and keep building himself up as a potential top quarterback in this draft, that's more ammunition for the Bears to be able to potentially trade down from nine, maybe pick up that second round pick that you lost in the Montez Sweat trade, and all of a sudden have a lot more ammunition to work with in terms of building up this roster and trying to get things you know as good as you can with as many draft picks as possible. On the other end of the spectrum, this week, Bo Nix from Oregon has been a guy who's been a little more disappointing. It's not that he's been bad by any means. He's just been kind of average, and you expected Bo Nix to come in and look great, right? He he had a really strong season at Oregon. People, again, the, the buzz around him is like, he's going to go higher than people think, that he could be a top 10 pick in this draft, but he's not practicing like one at the Senior Bowl. And again, three days of Senior Bowl practice is not going to tank his draft stock, but if, you know, if he's mediocre, average, just kind of blends just a guy here. Like there's weirdly, like there'll be plays where he just stands flat footed and throws without even stepping into throws. And it's just, it's just weird. I don't understand why exactly Bo Nix is doing things some of the ways that he's doing it here. But if he follows us up with a mediocre combine, all of a sudden, does he fall out of favor to where no one wants to trade up in the top 10 for Bo Nix? And maybe no one wants to trade up in the top 10 for any of these quarterbacks after the big three, right? The perception is Caleb Williams will go one. And then the combination of two and three will be Drake May and Jaden Daniels in some order. Like those are the big three at the top. Then there's a gulf. Then it's Bo Nix, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix, and possibly two-lane quarterback Chris Pratt. No, Chris Pratt's the actor. Michael Pratt is the two-lane quarterback. I end up, I, I've been doing that all week down here. Pratt's a guy who's potentially playing himself up to be a potential first-round quarterback. He's looked good with the American team quarterbacks. That's the team that the Bears' new quarterbacks coach, Kerry Joseph, is coaching Pratt and the other QBs, Joe Milton, Spencer Rattler, and the South Alabama kid. The rest of that group, nothing to, nothing to write home about. But getting an up-close personal look at Pratt, who I don't know if, I think top 10's probably too rich. I don't think he could play himself all the way up to number nine, but playing himself up to be a potential first-round quarterback, all that is like other teams that need quarterbacks weighing their options. Like, okay, if I'm Atlanta, if I'm the Raiders, if I'm... Minnesota, and I need a quarterback this offseason, I can look at free agency, the draft, or potential 
trades for someone like Justin Fields. And I think as these quarterbacks work their way up and down in terms of the draft board, that affects how much value someone like Justin Fields might have to those teams, depending on how they feel about these rookie quarterbacks. So we'll kind of, we'll draw the connection here between how the rookies perform to how Justin Fields' trade value could be affected if the Chicago Bears ultimately opt to trade Fields next on Locked on Bears. This episode of Locked on Bears is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. And that's why they've created tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Think of LinkedIn as kind of like a senior bowl for your business, right? Senior bowl brings all the top NFL draft prospects together, and then you can evaluate them and decide who's the best for your NFL team. LinkedIn brings together all the top candidates for your job, so you can develop, you can evaluate who's going to be the best candidate for your job. It's the vast network of more than a billion professionals that make it the best place to hire. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs is rated number one by small businesses in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The Lockdown Bears podcast is also brought to you by our friends at DoorDash, the best way to get all of your favorites delivered right to your home, whether it's skipping the grocery store and letting a DoorDasher bring those groceries right to your front door, or certainly if you're getting ready for the big game on, or I guess, next Sunday and you run out of chips, you run out of pizza, you run out of whatever food you need, DoorDash can get it right to your door from the comfort of your home, own home so you don't have to leave the couch. You don't have to miss any of the big plays. You don't have to miss any of the commercials. All you got to do is run out and get it when the DoorDasher leaves it at your front door. It's a great resource and a great opportunity to have that convenience delivered right to your home. And really, with all your favorite restaurants and stores on there, you can also support local businesses throughout this process. And that's one of my favorite parts about DoorDash. It's, you know, businesses that might not be able to put together their own delivery service or afford to pay delivery drivers or whatever, that's where DoorDash comes in and connects you to your community. Right now, you can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter in our promo code LOCKED23. That's subject to change, terms apply. Just don't forget that promo code, LOCKED23, for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. So the Bears aren't drafting any of these quarterbacks, and depending on how these quarterbacks perform, other teams may or may not be as interested in drafting some of these quarterbacks. And there's a connection here then, not only between the Bears trying to trade down potentially from the number nine overall pick, but also for the Bears trying to potentially trade Justin Fields. And that's that's kind of the the buzz around Mobile this year, the murmur. Every single person I've talked to says, yeah, Caleb Williams. I've not talked to a single insider, media, analyst, scout, coach. I haven't talked to any general managers. I'm not going to BS you here and say I'm talking to Ryan Poles down here or anything. No, he's the GMs are a little bit more uh a little bit more off off a little bit out of reach down here. But people around the NFL, everyone you talk to says, you say, what do you think the Bears are going to do? Oh, they're going to take Caleb at one and trade Justin Fields. I have not heard a single person say, oh, I think they're going to keep Justin Fields and trade down from number one. Like, not that it's like 
set in stone and for sure. I'm not heard anyone say definitively, oh yes, I know for a fact they're going to do this. It's just everyone thinks that's what they're going to do at this point. And so when you start to think about, okay, if we're operating, let's say if we operate under that assumption for a moment here, which we're all we're going to concede, right? Not set in stone for sure. But if that's the assumption and the plan is to trade Justin Fields, then let's think about teams and quarterbacks and opportunities here. Like, again, if we're talking, if I'm the, the Raiders or the Falcons or the Saints or, you know, the Steelers, some of these other teams, like where I want a quarterback and I'm not sure, do I want, do I want to draft the rookie, but I'm not in a position to, to get a rookie. So do I, do I need to trade up for a rookie or, or should I just trade for Justin Fields? Well, it depends on how you feel about this quarterback class. And so it's one thing to say, will or they will not want to trade up to nine to take Michael Penix or Bo Nix or Michael Pratt from Tulane. It's another thing to say, okay, do we like these quarterbacks better than we like Justin Fields? Because as we've talked about in the Caleb Williams discussion before, it's not exactly a one-to-one comparison. Justin Fields is not a rookie. He's not a brand new quarterback coming out. I mean, you have NFL tape to see what Fields does well and what Fields has struggled with, what you feel like Fields still needs to be developed with and how you need to run an offense for Fields compared to projecting how you might develop some of these rookie quarterbacks and try and build out, you know, your potential future around them. And it's not, it's not just as simple as like grade fields on a zero to 100 scale grade Bo Nix on a zero to 100 scale, who's better, but there's contract issues there. There's length of, you know, how long you think they're going to be cheap, you know, as, as a result of that and how, how it might affect your offense, how your personnel might do with that quarterback. Like it's not exactly one-to-one, but like if I'm an NFL team and I'm at the senior bowl and I'm like, man, Bo Nix is not just not doing it for me. Does not look good. I'm not not a big fan of Bo Nix. And I look at Michael Penix. I say, yeah, he's practicing well, but I'm not in love with his tape. And I, I've heard there's some concerns. I mean, he's he's very skinny in the knees and you know, and in the, the legs in general, very frail. It draws some Teddy Bridgewater comparisons physically in in that way, where there's concerns not about like past durability, but future durability. They're taking NFL hits, having 300 pound guys hit those legs over and over again. Like there's some questions there and you look around and the other quarterbacks, I think to the Tulane quarterback has been solid, but maybe not a first round guy. I mean, maybe a first round guy, but not a high first round guy. Like if, if I'm Atlanta at seven or, or, you know, certainly, certainly like a team like the jets at 10, if I'm looking to maybe draft a quarterback or Minnesota at 11 or Denver at 12, right? Like, those are these quarterbacks. I might like these quarterbacks, but they're not guys I'm going to take with that pick in the top 15 of this draft. And so do I take a different player at 10, 11, 12, 13, or, and then try and wait and get a quarterback in the second round and risk losing him to somebody in the late first round? Or do I have to trade back up into the end of the first round to try and get one of these quarterbacks? Like it becomes precarious. If you say, I don't like these quarterbacks enough to take them with my early to mid first round pick but I do like these quarterbacks, but then are you going to be able to be sure you land your guy? Or do you say, you know what? These quarterbacks aren't really doing it for me. And I'd rather use my second round pick and maybe a, a fourth to trade for Justin Fields. I mean, whatever the trade value ends up being there, right? Whether it's a second and a fourth or second and a fourth and a fifth or a second, you know, whatever, again, whatever, not important, but like as, as, as one of these teams, do I want to use my first round pick on a quarterback? I might not love, but have to get the quarterback there. Do I want to risk trying to get a quarterback in the second, but maybe not end up getting the guy I wanted anyway and then be left without a quarterback. Or maybe you get to the second round and haven't got a quarterback and you say, hey, Chicago, now I want Fields. You know, like maybe maybe that's how the timeline plays out, that the Bears 
kind of have to see this through and see where the draft quarterbacks start to fall. Or on the reverse end, if Panix plays really well here and Bo Nix still has believers and, and Pratt plays himself into being a first-round quarterback, and all of a sudden you have six first-round quarterbacks, you know, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, Michael Panix, maybe even J.J. McCarthy, maybe even Michael Pratt, I mean, up to seven potential first-round picks at quarterback. I'm not saying I don't think all seven are, are going to, but like seven guys in that realm of discussion. Well, all of a sudden, if I'm a team that needs a quarterback, I say, well, there's there's a lot of good rookies in the draft class. I'll get one of them. I don't need to give up a second and all these multiple picks to get Fields and then only have him on two years controlled contract before I have to pay him. I'd rather just use my first round pick, get a rookie that I'm going to pick, I'm going to develop, and I'm going to be patient with as opposed to just trying to do a, a Justin Fields reclamation project. So that's where the quarterback draft class performance starts to affect Justin Fields' trade value. It's a supply and demand thing. The demand is is more or less set, right? We know how many teams are in a, in a position to potentially need a quarterback. And, and certainly demand will change in free agency, but like, you know, it's not like a new quarterback needy team is going to emerge. We kind of know like, okay, here's generally the players in this. And then at that point, it says supply. How much do those teams like the NFL draft supply? And also here, how much do they like the free agent supply? Because some of the other buzz around Mobile this year has been about the quarterback. I mean, that's always what it ends up being the quarterbacks, but specifically the free agent quarterbacks and the plans for a few different teams that could be in on Justin Fields, but it sounds like maybe have their sights set on other options at quarterback first before they would consider coming around to Justin Fields. So we'll kind of look at what the team trade market might look like when it comes to free agency, and we'll kind of bring that home with these draft spots as well next on Locked on Bears. This episode of Locked On Bears is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks, the best way to play daily fantasy sports, especially for the big game coming up this weekend, because Prize Picks puts you in complete control. Unlike the other daily fantasy platforms where, you know, you're setting your lineup and you're submitting it against a thousand other people's lineups, including, you know, sharks and professionals, and your lineup has to be first place to really win any kind of money. And if you're not first place, if you're not first, you're last. With Prize Picks, you can win up to 25 times your money just by getting your picks right because it's you versus the projections available. Prize picks sets rushing yards, passing yards, receiving yards, a bunch of stats across all sports for these players. And you you choose two to six players and whether they'll perform better or worse than their prize picks projection. And again, up to 25 times your money just by getting your picks right. It's a lot of fun and it gives you something to like really watch and see, oh, I hope you can just get a few more yards then my prize picks will hit and then you'll win some big money. Try it for yourself. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use our promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's an extra hundred bucks to play with at prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. So the buzz down here certainly has been a lot of talk about quarterbacks. We talked about Justin Fields. And the feeling like, yeah, Caleb Williams is what the Bears are likely moving forward with. That's, again, just sort of the, the call it the rumor mill, right? It's, I'm not reporting that as, a, as this is for sure what's going to happen. It's just it's what everyone here, literally virtually everyone here that I've talked to and that others have talked. I mean, we talked to Brian on the podcast yesterday. We talked to Robert Schmitz or Brian two days ago, Robert Schmitz yesterday. Like, guys, everyone they've talked to said the same thing. None of us have found a single person that says that we think that they think the Bears are going to keep Fields and trade down from number one. Beyond the, that, though, been some buzz about some of the other quarterbacks and some of the other quarterback needy teams. Specifically, 
when you talk about the first, let's start with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They hired Arthur Smith to be their new offensive coordinator. And we know they have Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky, and that's kind of like they're expected to bring in some kind of quarterback competition this offseason. You might think like, oh, Justin Fields could be a great quarterback competition for them. It'd be fun to see him in that Pittsburgh offense with Mike Tomlin and with some of the receivers they have there. Like he could be a good fit in Pittsburgh. But again, this is not like I'm not reporting this as like 100% fact. But the thought around here and the buzz is that Arthur Smith was not a big fan of Justin Fields in the draft when he came out four, three years ago. And now Arthur Smith is the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive coordinator. Now, does that mean Pittsburgh will for sure not trade for Justin Fields? No. But the rumor is that Pittsburgh's target is Ryan Tannehill, that you'll go, because Tannehill worked with Arthur Smith with the Tennessee Titans before he became the Atlanta Falcons head coach, so that you bring in a veteran like Tannehill to compete with Kenny Pickett and if Pickett still plays well, Tannehill can stay on the bench and he can be a quality backup. But if, if when Kenny Pickett struggles, if slash when Kenny Pickett struggles, you've got Ryan Tannehill there as an experienced player who knows the offense who can come in and try and lead this team to another playoff type season. So it seems like their priority, you know, again, rumor mill, is not Justin Fields. I mean, maybe if for some reason Tannehill goes somewhere else, isn't available, maybe Justin Fields could still be an option for them. You never know. But it seems like they're kind of in a potentially elsewhere type of Discussion for quarterback. Heard similar about the Atlanta Falcons, another team that we've heard tons of buzz about field, you know, all offseason before this, right? It was like the Falcons seem like a good spot for fields. Will the Falcons trade for fields? Everyone thinks the Falcons are the team that are going to trade for fields. Sounds like priority number one is Kirk Cousins. The Falcons want to win now and get a consistent, established veteran quarterback that can plug in right away with the weapons that they have, that are all, the weapons are all cheap. You can spend a little more on Kirk Cousins for a couple of years, an aging veteran quarterback that can come in and win right away. Arthur Blank seems to want to win right away and maybe not take a chance on fields that might, he might still need some development, might still need a little time to adjust, might not be ready to take that big step forward, but you sign Kirk Cousins, you're competing right away, division championship, playoffs, maybe even Super Bowl if everything really goes well. With with Zach Robinson as their offensive coordinator, essentially running the same system that Kirk Cousins ran with the Minnesota Vikings, it sounds like they want Cousins. Now, will they be able to get Cousins? They may have some competition for Cousins, and maybe Cousins signs somewhere else, and then plan B is Justin Fields. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. I don't know that that's the case if he's plan B, but the point being, this is not to say that the Falcons are for sure going to get Kirk Cousins, and therefore the Falcons are for sure not going to trade for Justin Fields, but it's another one of these teams where it's like plan A, doesn't seem like it's Justin Fields. And so I start to look around at quarterback needy teams and it feels like the options are limited for teams that you could trade Justin Fields to. Because again, like when we think about it, when we combine free agency here and the NFL draft in the draft order at the top, you got the bears at one Washington at two new England at three, presumably Washington, Washington will take a quarterback at two. New England will take a quarterback at three. There's two QBD teams that are likely going to take a quarterback. So there, and it doesn't seem like Washington or New England is going to trade for fields. You take those two off the board. The Giants have Daniel Jones. Doesn't seem like they're a team that's likely to trade for fields, but maybe. We'll call them a maybe. The Tennessee Titans at seven. They get Willis and Will Levis. Not going to trade for Justin Fields, I don't think. Then you have Atlanta at eight, who we just talked about. Maybe say Kirk Cousins goes there, so they're off the board. You got the Jets at 10. Are you going to trade for Fields with Aaron Rodgers still there? I mean, that's been that's been thrown out there, but I'm not as convinced. But we can call them a maybe. You got the Vikings at 11, who need a quarterback, but 
but the Bears are not going to trade Justin Fields to a division rival. So take them off the board. You got Denver at 12. Okay, that's a quarterback needy team that isn't in a position to draft a quarterback and isn't one of these in, in, intimately connected rumored quarterbacks, but they could easily go after a cousin or somebody too. But Denver's an option. And then the Raiders at 13, also an option that you could trade fields to need a quarterback, not in the spot to draft one. And maybe the Saints at 14, but they're still kind of all in on Derek Carr for the beginning of this year. So like to me, it kind of comes down to, and then we'll mention Pittsburgh again, real quick. Again, Pittsburgh probably going to Tannehill, probably not into Justin Fields. So does that leave Denver and the Raiders as the only two teams that seem realistic to want Justin Fields and not be in a position to draft a quarterback? And both of those teams could still sign a quarterback in free agency. Like there are other options out there. I don't think Jimmy G is going to go back to the Raiders, but he's certainly a free agent plan. Jacoby Brissett, Baker Mayfield is set to hit free agency. So maybe Tampa Bay enters this conversation. But I just can't, can't help but wonder if the Commanders and Patriots draft quarterback at the top and the Falcons and... Steelers sign quarterbacks in free agency, you start to quickly run out of potential suitors in a trade for Justin Fields. And if you go from five or six teams that might want Fields to one or two teams that might want Fields, does that tank his trade value a little bit? Does I mean, I still think a team would, even if it's only one or two teams that want Fields, one or two teams that want Fields, I still think they'll probably give up a second round pick for him. Like even if the market is smaller, it doesn't mean they're not going to get, they're going to get peanuts for Justin Fields. But I just can't help but wonder, like, how robust that trade market is. And if if these teams are going to want to wait and see, okay, let me see how free agency goes. Let me see how the first round goes. And then maybe before day two of the draft, is that when someone would pull the trigger and trade for fields? You know, is, is Ryan Pol- I mean, does Ryan Poles have to kind of wait for the supply of quarterbacks to diminish so that the, the teams that are left without a quarterback and the QB musical chairs then have to come get fields and then have to pay more for fields? Or do the musical chairs of quarterbacks game kind of dry up? And there's not that much interest in fields and you either have to take less for him or keep him and draft Caleb Williams at one and still hold on to Justin Fields. Like I, I don't think we can rule that out 100% as a possibility. I think it's unlikely. I think they do still get to trade him. I still think they do get, you know, a decent return, a second round pick plus another draft pick or something. That's, I mean, that's all probably likely. But I'd just like to update with like, hey, some of these teams that might want fields that you think might want fields might not actually want Justin Fields. And that's kind of some of the early buzz here down in the senior bowl. So that's where this quarterback conversation kind of comes full circle. How do these teams feel about the free agents? How do these teams feel about the draft? And how does that compare to how they feel about Justin Fields? And if they like the free agents or they like their draft options better, that hurts the Bears' ability to get the maximum return for Justin Fields. We'll see how it plays out. There's still a lot of time. I think it's going to be a while before we see a potential Justin Fields trade. I think it may even be right before or maybe on one of the draft days. But you can be sure any quarterback update we get, we'll break it all down for you right here on the Lockdown Bears podcast. So make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's going to be the best way to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Thanks for making Lockdown Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming back tomorrow, I'll be back in the home studio, flying home from Mobile first thing on Thursday. Not first thing, but flying home on Thursday, so the Friday podcast will be from back home from the studio, but still got plenty of goodies planned for you all throughout this offseason. We're not going anywhere. We're going to break down free agency, the NFL draft, and so much more. And of course, no matter what we're talking about that day on the podcast, five days a week, you can be sure we're always going to give you another opportunity to bear down.